In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony. I'm glad to be with you, and Anthony's glad to be with you. It's a, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. I'm reading from the 19th chapter of Luke, verse 27. But as for these enemies of mine, who did not want me to be king over them and reign over them, bring them here and slaughter them in my presence. I tell you, that's strong language. I want Jesus to reign over me. I want Jesus to be my king. I have nothing without him. I need him. I am completely desperate for him. I want him to be my king. I want him to be my Lord. I want him to be my everything. Oh, yes. But for those people that did not want him to reign over them, what does he say? Bring them here and slaughter them in my presence. That's very harsh language, and it's real. It's real. You say, how do I make Jesus king over me? You just say, Lord Jesus, I surrender. Be my king. Forgive my sins. Cover me with the blood. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. A woman wrote to me many times, saved at 40. Maybe she was listening to in season and out of season. I don't know. I'm sure she's gone to heaven because she doesn't write anymore. But she used to write every month, saved at 40. I'm reading from the 19th chapter of uh, St. Luke. After he had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. There's only one way to Jerusalem, up. There's no other way. It's on Mount Zion up to Jerusalem. And when he had come near Bethage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying, go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden on. Untie it and bring it to me here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. Do you know today that the Lord needs you? Needs you to go out and tell people about Jesus? Do you know today that the Lord needs you? You say, how did Jesus know this? It was a prophetic spirit. A prophetic spirit. He could see that cult. Let me tell you about the prophetic spirit that happened in my life. It happened, I don't know how many years ago, 15. I went to visit uh, John Paul Jackson. He was having a glory meeting, and I wanted more. So as he was doing his talk, he stopped, and he pointed to me, and he said, Brother, 
When you entered into this room, I saw you with a big golden megaphone on your mouth. And I see you in a little room. And the Lord says he's touching many people from that little room. He had a prophetic gift. I was in a little room in Saugus at that time. How did he know? It was the spirit of prophecy, which is from Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, when Maria was at the Cuban restaurant and our waitress was there, the Lord told her, I want you to ask her about her family. And so Maria says, what about your family? She started to weep. Why? Because her family, her daughter and the baby that the daughter was carrying, the doctor said they might both die. We prayed against it. We prayed that she would have a safe delivery and that she would be alive. Oh, yes, the spirit of prophecy, how we need the prophetic word, how we need the prophetic word. Anthony went uh, to Salem, and he put out a sign about, I can tell you uh, what God is telling you. Yeah, we went out to the, with Father Tom's, uh, go ahead. We went out in front of the psychic shop and had a sign, free prophetic readings. And, you know, everyone in Salem was asking me if I was a psychic. I didn't answer. I just said, well, let's see what God has to, has to tell you. And, you know, you take a step out in faith and God anoints it. So I just asked God not to let me down. And I just prayed in the spirit and suddenly got their life and things that happened in their life began, began to flash through my eyes and I would tell them and prophesy over them. And you know, by the end, after doing it, I, they were all shaking under the power of God and they all gave their life to Jesus. Cause I said, you know, Jesus is showing me these things because he loves you. And he's been with you your whole life and he has a plan for you and he planned before he created you that we would talk right now so you would give him your life so you would give him your life and so that you would be saved so that you would enter into the kingdom of light the kingdom of god the kingdom of eternity and you would go to heaven and you would pull down heaven on this earth so ask jesus to come into your heart right now and then we prayed for the infilling of the Holy Spirit, most importantly. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of fire. You know, God wants to communicate with you every day. We know that everything is from God. Even our thoughts. There's a, there's a discernment in the Spirit of God in which all of heaven and through Jesus Christ, the Father wants to communicate with you and he loves you. But yeah, that's just some of the prophetic. But upon receiving the Holy Spirit too, we can just be led by the Holy Spirit. When we receive our baptism, we go from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And then you can just know, you can know what the right thing to do in the situations are. Discernment is very important, but it's a gift that you have. It's a gift that you have. And the gift of discernment is really activated by 
staying out of our flesh and staying in the spirit, staying in the river. You know, we'll have peace over the decisions we make when they're from God. When the decisions are from us or from our mind, when we start analyzing and we get, we get into a lot of anxiety. But when we stay in, when you stay in the spirit, when you stay in the love of God, you'll know you're in the spirit of God because there'll be peace and joy and love and all the things from heaven. So Father, just pour your spirit out right now. Pour it out in Jesus mighty, mighty name. There are three voices that we hear. The voice of the Lord, your voice, and the devil's voice. If you are under condemnation, it is not from the Lord. It's not coming from you. It's coming from the devil. If you are fretting about everything, it's not coming from God. It's not coming from you. It's coming from the devil. And you need just to reject it. But you say, I've been chasing my tail. And the Lord says, stop it in the name of Jesus. Just stop it, because you'll get nowhere by chasing your tail. He sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say this, The Lord needs it. So that those who, so that those who were sent departed and found it just as Jesus told them. The Lord has need of you. He chooses to have need of you, that you would bring people to him and him to people. Oh, yes, it's all about people. God so loved the world, people, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will perish but have eternal life. God did not send the Son to curse the world, but to redeem it, to redeem the world. How? Through his cross, through his blood, through his resurrection. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. What are you going to bring to Jesus today? What gifts are you going to bring to Jesus today? Your fear? your hate, your inadequacy, bring it to Jesus. He'll change it. He'll change it. I don't want to tell the Lord all the good things he's given me. I want to tell the Lord, oh, Lord, I'm afraid of this. Would you help me? Lord, I'm going around in circles like a dog chasing its tail. Will you help me? I want to give everything that's negative to the Lord. And you should do the same. And if you want it to be really good, wrap it up and put a bow on it and give it to Jesus. You say, but I'm not giving anything good to Jesus. That's right. He will fix it. And that good will come out of it. 
in the name of Jesus. Yeah, that's how good your God is. That's how good our God is. His favorite gifts are our biggest weaknesses. You know, my my addiction, my pain, my trauma, my anxiety, my worry. Those are the gifts that Jesus craves more than anything because he wants to see you living free from all of those. And it's only upon giving Jesus all of those things that in a, that he takes them, he transforms them, and he gives them back to you as your greatest virtue. You give him your anxiety and distrust as a gift with a bow on it. He takes it. He transforms it. He gives it back to you as surrender and trust. You take, you tell him, I have a problem with hate, hate of myself. I can't love my neighbor. He takes that hate. He swishes it around and he gives it back to you as love. And he gives it and he makes the, your biggest weaknesses. He transforms them into your greatest virtues. The biggest area of pain or the biggest giant you have in your life, when you give it to Jesus, he slays that giant. He moves that mountain and he makes it your greatest area of strength. You know, and the Lord wants to transform your whole life and everything into you. He wants you to just live in a peaceful inner castle with just Jesus as your center. L live in joy. Live in grace. You know, I had, I can just testify, I had trouble using substances and addictions. And, you know, nothing was ever enough. But I realized I couldn't do anything on my own, and I gave it to Jesus. And my biggest area of weakness, he gave it back to me, became my biggest area of strength. Suddenly, I, someone who I couldn't stop putting substances, drugs, everything in my body, I did a 40-day fast where I just did water. Not on my own. It's because where the deepest wound is in you is the deepest realm that Jesus can fill with his glory. So whatever you're struggling with today, Jesus wants to make that the greatest virtue you possess. That's how good he is. That's how good he is. And he's just releasing the Father's love over this broadcast because he's showing me a lot of you have, he, a lot of everyone has pain in their childhood, you know? But the, so, the source of all of it is that we don't understand he's a good father. He's a good father, and he just wants to wrap you in his loving embrace, and he wants to hold you and love you and walk you through life. And a, and a child can look up to their parents, and he can, and he can trust. They can, you can trust in him, and you can just give everything to him and watch him give it all back to you with the hundredfold return. You give him coal, he returns it back to you with gold. Then they brought the colt to Jesus. And after throwing 
their cloaks on the coal, colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Hosanna to the Son of David, Hosanna to the Son of David. Oh, they sang. Oh, they sang. They made him king. But you want to know how fickle humanity is, you and me? On Sunday, they sang that he's the king. And on Friday, they say, crucify him. Oh, how fickle we are. How fickle we are. All of us. I'm afraid to witness in front of people. They might think I'm a Jesus freak. Well, I, I'll tell you, that's a, a good thing to be thinking of. But, but I don't want them to dislike me. Oh, forget it. They're not even your friends if you can't talk to them about Jesus. They're not your friends. We need to talk to people about Jesus. We are living in a dark, cold world. And the only one that can make things right is the Son of God, the eternal Son of the Father, Jesus Christ. No one else can make things right. No one else. Only Jesus. People say, what about the Father? The Father sent Jesus. Our faith is Christocentric. Jesus leads us to the Father. Oh, yes. Jesus leads us to the Father. What about Mary? I'm going to tell you about Mary. Mary was my evangelist. She led me to Jesus. Oh, yes. Real Marian experience leads people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Real Marian devotion leads people to the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you know that? Because it happened to me. It happened to me. When people say, you know, people think about Mary all the time and not Jesus. You know what? Let God decide about those things. Let God decide about those things. You have better things to do than to judge people. You do not know what's in the heart of people. You do not know what they're really feeling. Sometimes we need a mother. And we all have one. And we all have one, that's right. And not only does Mary lead you to Jesus, but Mary modeled the perfect love of Jesus. You know, we are called to love Jesus perfectly, and no one has ever had the interior life or ever loved Jesus as well and as perfectly as his mother did. 
So as Christians, we strive to love Jesus as Mary did. We strive to live the fiat of thy will be done and be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit as Mary was. We, it was a, Jesus ordained Mary as the model for all humans to live as the perfect, the perfect human born free of original sin and who loved her son perfectly. If, if we could ever love Jesus in the way that Mary did, which we cannot, we would, we would be, we would have eternity now. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to shut up, to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. Are you making stones take your job? The stones would shout out. I'm going to tell you, when Jesus walked the earth in Israel, there were more stones than you could imagine. There were more stones. I went in 1984, and there were so many stones. And that passage came alive to me. If these people don't praise Jesus, the very stones would cry out. Don't let the stones do your job. Don't let the stones do your job. As he came near and saw the city, Jerusalem, he wept over it. If you even you had recognized on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes, indeed the days will come, come upon you when your enemies will set up ramparts around you and surround you and hem you in on every side. They will crush you to the ground, and you and your children within you, and they will not leave within you one stone upon another, because you did not recognize the time of your visitation from God. What's the visitation from God? The Lord Jesus Christ. They did not recognize it. They did not recognize it in Jerusalem, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And what does Jesus say? Not one stone will be on another in the temple. Not one stone will be on another in the temple. Why? Because they fail to receive the visitation of God in Christ Jesus. What about you? Oh, everyone believes in God. Everyone believes in God. Listen, there is only one way to the Father. It is through Jesus Christ. It is not through Buddha. Buddha on his deathbed say, I still seek the truth. Jesus on the night before he died said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Let me tell you this, my friends. It's time to let Jesus reign over us. It's time to believe that he came so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. It's time to believe that the cross and the blood are the greatest signs of God's love for you and for me. That's real. That's real. That's real. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived 
of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Have you accepted the visitation of the Father in his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ? I have. Anthony has. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.